What does generosity mean to you? What part does it play in your life? Hello and welcome, everyone. My name is Mary Slocum, and today we're exploring generosity and how it is much more than we think it is, and how it can free us and reshape the world in which we live. I hope you are enjoying the show and that you will continue to welcome it into your lives. Please follow or subscribe to the podcast, download the episodes, and share them with friends and also on social media. And don't forget to review the podcasts on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen. Your support is so important, and I thank you with all my heart. Our social conditioning makes us immediately think about generosity as giving away stuff, things like money, belongings we no longer use, or food. But it is so much more than that. Generosity is relinquishing. It's letting go, not just of material things, but also attitudes, ideas, beliefs, and viewpoints that don't serve ourselves and others. Letting go is what frees us from the constant nagging sense of dissatisfaction that we carry around with us, manifesting in the mind as worry and feelings of unworthiness and in the body as stress, tension, and illness. It's easier to give up things. It's not so easy to give up ideas. Perhaps this is because our ideas most often are connected with who we think we are. They shore up our I identity or what we call our sense of self. If the view doesn't threaten our sense of self, then it's easier to give it up. But when it does, it's much harder. So how do we go about showing generosity to ourselves and others by relinquishing our views, our beliefs, our ideas, our opinions? First, we have to realize that views that hold up our sense of self do make us suffer. They cause dissatisfaction because we can never fully belong enough. We can never be fully worthy enough. We can never be perfect. Anything that we think or do that feeds our separate sense of self creates dissatisfaction. We can never be or have enough. In our relationships with ourselves and others, the depth of our generosity reveals itself. And at the same time, our relationships reveal all our challenges, wounds, and unhealed parts. Our relationships mirror our values, the who and what we value, and the who and what we do not 
value. Our relationships include all types, personal, work, social, political, and institutional. In the systemic hierarchy in which we live, the system that says who we value and who we don't, letting go means actively working to undo viewpoints about who is valued and who is not. We say we are a free society, but are we really? Do we value all equally? Do we see everyone as worthy? We do not. Cultivating generosity leads us to actively relinquishing our privilege, our bias, and our hurtful attitudes towards ourselves and others. Do we see the racism, ageism, sexism, and institutionalization of violence that permeates the structure of our society? Mindfulness is how we become aware of the inequality in which we live. We become aware that some groups enjoy more privilege, more access, and more reward than other groups. Especially when we are a member of the dominating group, the hierarchy in which we live is invisible to us. We have to ask ourselves with energy, what is happening now? In our work, in our homes, in our families, and in our social groups, we have to continuously ask, what is happening now? What privilege is here? Are there people and groups excluded from what I am doing right now? Excluded from where I am right now? What is my role in this? What can I do to change this? We must continuously question what is happening because this systemic hierarchy, this caste system, constantly shapeshifts. Fifty years ago, we thought women were breaking out of the caste group in which we had been neatly sewn to only find out in 2022 that once more we had become ensnared by the Supreme Court's undoing of Roe versus Wade. Once again, what is at stake for women is our autonomy, our privacy, dignity, and equal access to health care with the ripple effect touching work, child care, our ability to get out of poverty, education, and all other privileges and benefits that the hierarchical system in which we live bestows or not. This is also why racism persists in our country. The ancient rules and assumptions persist about who we value and who we don't. We think we have made progress only to find our feet caught once again in the trap. This is what Isabel Wilkinson, the author of Cast, The Origins of Our Discontents, calls the invisible scaffolding. Our generosity, 
are relinquishing the rules and assumptions permeating our society that reinforce inequality, indignity, and subjugation is our way of liberating ourselves from our dissatisfaction from this invisible scaffolding and that of all others. This is hard work. It takes energy, curiosity, mindfulness, compassion, and generosity. It takes effort and curiosity to see what is invisible because we are so accustomed to it that we don't see it. This block keeps us from recognizing what is right here in front of us. Once we are aware, what then? Awareness is necessary, but not enough to create change. What actions will we take to relieve suffering? What actions will we undertake to relinquish the ideas, attitudes, and privilege that keep the scaffolding in place? The other day, I needed walnuts to complete a recipe I was making. Opening the pantry, I searched for them in their usual place, but couldn't find any. And then I checked in places where I wouldn't expect to find them. Nothing there either. So I raced over to the grocery store and found them packaged in an opaque white bag covered in colorful pictures and lettering. Returning home, I completed the recipe and went to put the walnuts away where I usually keep them. And there I noticed something curious. On the shelf, there was another bag that looked similar. What was it? It was an opened bag of walnuts. What had happened? I hadn't seen them. They were invisible because in my mind, walnuts come in simple, clear cellophane bags. That's how I usually buy them at the farmer's market. Obviously, I had bought some in a white bag, but in my mind, walnuts come in a simple, clear bag, and that's all I could see. We do this all the time. We see what we expect to see and don't see what we don't expect. We continuously filter reality according to the idea that we hold in our mind. This means that to become aware of inequalities and of discrimination, we have to become aware of our own biases, most of which are invisible to us because they are automatic. This is why beginner's mind is so critical. We have to wake up to all the attitudes, opinions, rules, and beliefs that we carry around in our minds and act out on automatic pilot. In this way, we can come to a place where we can be generous, a place where we can let go of them. It takes effort, it takes time. And a good starting point is self-doubt. Healthy self-doubt about our attitudes. Asking, what is my attitude about this? 
And why do I have this attitude? Where did I learn it? And how does this attitude feed the invisible hierarchy of who is valued and who not? One important thing I've learned is that the hierarchical system we find ourselves in hurts everyone, those in the dominating group and those in subordinated groups. Everyone gets caught up. Listen, we all get old. There is no way around that one. We can be a member of the most privileged group and still find ourselves caught in the snare of old age, caught in ageism, ignored and invisible, our value diminished, shuttered away in old age homes, subject to healthcare rationing, and passed over as not having anything valuable to contribute, nothing at all. At this point, our discomfort is probably high. We may be tempted to stop listening to the podcast right now. We don't like this. This is uncomfortable. We may be fighting against the fact that we all participate in this invisible hierarchical system, or we might be reassuring ourselves that we don't participate that we're not racist, that we are not anti-women, that we are not ageist, that we do not support institutional violence. In some ways, this may be true. And then we can ask ourselves, what do we do when there is a mass shooting? What do we do when there is yet another massacre at school? What do we do when kids of color are punished more frequently and more often than the kids in the dominating group at school? We may be aware that these things need to stop, but what do we do? We all have biases and attitudes that feed the status quo of which we are unaware because they are invisible to us. In some ways, this may be true. We can then ask ourselves, what do we do when there is a mass shooting? What do we do when there is yet another massacre at school? What do we do when kids of color are punished more frequently and more harshly than kids in the dominating group at school? We may be aware that these things need to stop, but what do we do? We all have biases and attitudes that feed the status quo of which we are not aware because they are invisible to us. And sometimes we are aware. But where is our action? How do we relinquish? How do we stop this? Let us be self-compassionate. Let us understand that we are both complicit and are able to relinquish the attitudes and viewpoints that feed the complicity. We can see our own suffering. We feel it. And we see and feel the suffering of others. And we can act to relieve 
the suffering. Let us be generous. Let us let go of our clinging to the pseudo-comfort that holds up the invisible scaffolding so that we can truly be free. This week, take some time to contemplate how the invisible scaffolding of who is valued and who is not plays out in your own life, and then see in what ways you can increase your generosity and reduce suffering by making purposeful changes to your ideas, attitudes, and viewpoints through action. Thank you for listening. I so appreciate you and also appreciate the people behind the scenes who make this podcast possible. Gorgias Romero for original music, audio engineering, and production. Bill Rafferty for technical web support. Ali Allen for logo and podcast cover design. And Margaret Haas for announcing the show. Be well, be mindful. Be mindful.